Bad Batch. Season 2. Welcome, Star Wars fans, to the Credible Nerds Podcast. We are here to talk about the Bad Batch Season 2. My name is Justin, and I have my fellow clone commando with me, Aiden. Hey, guys. And we're back. We started reviewing Season 1 a while ago, and then we stopped (laughs) because we kind of got bored and time and all that stuff. But uh, we still love the Bad Batch. We're here to talk about Season 2. It finally premiered today on Disney+. Plus. Uh, We did see the trailer and a little bit of this first episode at Star Wars Celebration. So we kind of had some previews going on in our mind. We've been talking about it off and on uh, the past, I don't know, was it six, seven months since we saw the footage at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Mm -hmm. And we've had some speculation. We had some more today too as well. Uh, Right before the show started, we were kind of giving our thoughts on what we suspect might happen, predictions, things like that. We'll get into that as well, what we were thinking. But uh, for me, I've been waiting for this to start up. Andor ended a while ago, about a month ago, and that was good. And so this was the next thing up on the Star Wars plate. We did have Tales of the Jedi, which was really good. But the Bad Batch, is, it's, a, it's its own thing. It's a continuation of the Clone Wars, but yet it's unique mm-hmm. and brings its own animation style. Uh, Star Wars style to to the universe, and I like it. Um, well, uh, the first episode and second episode were uh, the ruins of war and the spoils of war. I want to say, yeah, something like that. It's a two parter, uh, one story arc, two parts. We thought the first episode was maybe a little quick, but I guess it was twenty minutes. It was it was the normal length. I looked it up. Um, okay. But it just felt short because of how it ended. I think. Yeah. Um, it just kind of cuts off. Yeah. So. But yeah, good stuff. Um, so as far as just general thoughts, like a couple sentences, what did you think of these first two episodes? Awesome. Um, they bring the Bad Batch style in. You know the, on the run. Um, high intensity, mm-hmm. um, you're stressed the whole time. You, yeah. you don't know the direction because this is one of the few instances in Star Wars where you don't know what's going to happen to the characters. Like in the Clone Wars, you pretty much know um, because there's stuff happening after. With Ahsoka, you have Rebels. Uh, with Obi-Wan, Anakin, obviously, you have Episode 3. But with the Bad Batch, they're brand new and there's so much time that you just don't know if someone's going to die, if someone's going to leave Mm -hmm. um so there is some actual um intensity and stress to it yeah a lot of unknowns um in this storyline so that's it's pretty good but it's couched and set within the storylines that's already been established we know what happens overall galaxy wise Mm -hmm. but yet these characters we don't know what's gonna happen right so it's, it's interesting i like it so this episode starts off, we don't know how much further, how much later than the last episode uh, of season one was. So it looks like some time has passed because we were commenting, oh, Omega has some new clothes and she's better with her laser bow. She looks a little bit older too. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, kids around that age grow faster. Right. They look different. But I don't think too much time has passed because there's no stormtroopers. True. Like the 
the Empire doesn't have just conscript, conscripted soldiers yet. They still have the clone troopers. So I don't think more than two years has passed. Yeah, I'd say two years is a stretch. So yeah, one, mm-hmm. one year maybe. But uh, yeah, so the, the clones do have new, I don't know if it's new armor or just new armor design. So that's, I mean, it takes a bit to, for that to happen. Yeah, they they have, I think it's just that they have white armor, all white armor. Um, yes, right. My bad. The, oh, the Bad Batch. The Batch Trooper. Yeah. Right. Um, they have new colors, new pieces of armor. Um, Hunter's got some wraps on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have all red anymore. They have orange painted over. Um, their armor is a lighter gray um, instead of more blackish, dark gray. Yeah. Um, and it's all kind of roughed up and piecemeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to show us that, hey, this isn't like the next week. It's been yeah. a while since we've seen these guys last. They've gone on some adventures since. Yeah. They're still working for, what's her name? Q, no, not Q. <laughs> it's James Bond. Oh, <laughs> uh, the lady. Oh, uh, the Trandoshan. Trandoshan lady. I, f- I forget her name offhand. But uh, they're still working for her, doing jobs. Uh, with the show starts off kind of Indiana Jones style where they're in the middle of this small adventure where they're getting chased by the crabs, the giant crabs on this paradise uh, scenario set up. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's um, it's actually what we saw at Star Wars Celebration. We talked a little bit about it in one of our podcasts back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but they showed this as our, our teaser mm-hmm. for the Bad Batch at Celebration. And um, it's... Exactly. We kind of predicted it was going to start out a little yeah. bit the Indiana Jones style where they're in the middle of an adventure and then they, you know, barely finish escape. it. Yeah. Um, barely. And then, you know, it's their real adventure. Yeah. Transition. They're successful. They go back to their base. Give uh, that. We got to look up that lady's <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. you look it up? Uh, they give the Trend Ocean Lady uh, the spoils, the chest. And we do see a character there, V, I think is what they called her. Yeah, I don't think we've seen her ever. Yeah, in the animated series. I do, I made the observation that, like, is that the lady from Batuu that we see at Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland? She has the same clothes, like style. Mm-hmm. Her hair's a little different, but... Yeah, maybe. Seems, a, seems to be a little older. Yeah. But... Um, so that, that was my first impression that it was her. Probably the same type of person, if it's not the same person. Um, um, Sid. Sid. That's her name. That's it. Yeah, Sid. So Sid's there. They go back. They bring the spoils back to her. She's like, hey, I got this other mission for you. Going back to Serrano, Count Dooku's planet. Uh, the Empire's confiscating all his spoils of war, his treasures, uh, all this stuff that's worth a lot of money. And they're just taking it for themselves and getting off planet. And so the mission is to go to Serrano, Count Dooku's palace, castle, whatever, and uh, get some, a war chest is what they call it. Mm -hmm. And Hunter doesn't want to go, but the rest do. So they overrule him and they decide to head out there and they land. We get a a good introduction to, um, reintroduction to Serrano, uh, because we've been there in the Clone Wars. And the his castle looks pretty much the same. It's a little run down because it's been a while. And it, sounds, it looks like there was an attack on, on the city there right outside the palace. It's been, the city's been destroyed. 
Mm-hmm. Looks like it was something from the the Clone Wars, maybe, because there were some Separatist tanks there and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was a good callback to his what we saw in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine it's just after General Grievous was killed, um, they went and yeah. Now there was a Separatist planet, Separatist capital, mm-hmm. um, and Count Dooku's homeworld. They don't want to leave that in one piece, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool seeing that. I love the connection back to it because you see um, Count Dooku's castle, his um, his home, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same as what we see in the Clone Wars. There's an arc in the Clone Wars that you see him there, and it looks exactly the same, just a little bit beat up and old. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Night Sisters and Asajj Ventress came. Yeah, to so get him. Yeah, um, he had just basically banished Asajj Ventress and so she went back to the Night Sisters and they're like hey let's get revenge yeah um but they'll know it's us so they have the Night Sisters hold lightsabers because they're they use magic so it's similar to the force so they can pass off as Jedi Mm -hmm. so they have lightsabers they go so that he would blame the Jedi for the attack um obviously they were unsuccessful (laughs) um Um, But that's where we saw it last in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And there was this part where the the Hunter and Wrecker, the group gets separated as they're trying to steal this war chest because it's heavily guarded by clone troopers. Uh, I think Captain Wilco is the one in charge there. Mm -hmm. That name sounded familiar, but I wasn't sure if we'd seen him before. So I think, uh, I just realized, I think what it is, is that there was, there's this band called Wilco. Oh yeah, and they did this album with Star. Like I think the, one of the song titles is Star Wars. Nice, but it's not really Star Warsy. At least I listened to it, so maybe that's a callback to that <laughs> that group that did that. And that was recent. So, anyways, um, yeah, like you said earlier, all the clone troopers are white armor. Um, not the individualism that we had seen had started to seen in the Clone Wars is gone. Yeah, you know, more towards stormtroopers. Yeah. But it's still phase three armor, right? Phase, yeah, phase two, three, I guess. I guess it would be phase three if it's stormtroopers. Yeah, um, post Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but they're all clone troopers. You hear them call CT number. Yeah. Um, I, I had wondered at first if some of them might be like normal people because they have the squad that wears the black clone trooper armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never did say anyone's name, so yeah, it was all CT, and all the voices were done by D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, that we heard. Yeah, so at least in this instance, these are the clone troopers still. Yeah. So that was cool uh, to see, kind of that we see more of that transition that we were wanting to see uh, mm-hmm. into the Empire, and uh, we see some V wings. I believe they're they're called. Yeah, V wings. I think that's super cool. It seems to be. The Empire, it more associated with the Empire than I have seen it in, like, relation to the Republic, mm-hmm. um, even and though they were part of the Republic fleet. Yeah. I think it's the first time we saw them, at least chronologically, is in the very end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. they make an appearance. Yeah, when they're flying with Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. I think I like it because they are a meaner sounding. Yeah. Um, ship they're cool ships but they're definitely they look like they're bad guy ships yeah 
Yeah. They sound like a cross between the Jedi Starfighter and the TIE Fighter. Yeah. Kind of got that wine, that TIE Fighter wine, but yet still Jedi Starfighter. And they also look like it, too. They have the up and down wings, but then they kind of have the pointed um, hole. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, you know, the old Jedi interceptors mixed with the TIE Fighter. Yeah. The episode two Jedi ships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that design. I hope we see more of them in this series. Me too. They're pretty cool. So we got you got those guys uh, as air support patrolling there. They make sure nothing happens as they're get, as they're getting that treasure off the planet. Yeah, they have these huge cargo ships. They're loading up the cargo bays or whatever. They're kind of like the shipping containers that we have here in in the world in our yeah. world. Yeah, real life. Yeah. So they're loading those things up, getting them off planet, and the group infiltrates. They get on one of them. They're starting to. Get all the the treasure. There's like credits and jewels and things like that. And they're like, oh yeah, this will fund us, help us be free. Uh, we'll be able to pay off Sid, and she can move on. We can move on. We'll be done. Yeah. And of course, since it's season two, episode one, we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to be successful. Uh, and they're not. Uh, as they're they separate Hunter and Hunter goes off to run uh, interference, and the group gets on. They're able to get two chests. Wrecker jumps off with one. But as the other two are trying to get the other one off, they're discovered and they start to take that. The ship that they're on starts to take off and the group separated. So you got Wrecker and Hunter on the ground and the rest of them, Echo, Tech, and Omega in mm-hmm. the cargo ship. Yeah. So you got some cool sequences where they're trying to evade capture. Uh, Hunter and Wrecker on the planet, the whole clone trooper force is chasing them. And you mentioned, hey, they're still using the stun gun technique to not kill their brothers. Yeah, it was a it was a cool thing about consistency. That's what I love about Star Wars these days is the consistency across um, seasons and just like they're like you said they're brothers, um, mm-hmm. but the clone troopers aren't feeling the same <laughs> yeah. way. They're traitors. Yeah, they're not feeling that. Yeah, so they're still shooting them, going for the kill, but they don't have it in them to to kill them or kill the clone troopers. So bad batch. Uh, uses the stun which i thought was a cool detail mm-hmm. yeah and then uh same thing on the ship with the other three they're they are they're discovered yeah and they're running through the the bowels of the ship through the different corridors and i thought that was pretty cool i always like whether it's episode four on the death star with han and luke and leia and chewie run around in the corridors or in this situation where they're trying to get away from the clone troopers chasing them i just like that style of action that we get where Trying to hide out, but then they keep getting discovered, and they get away, and then they get discovered by a different group. Right. It was all that shenanigans. Just after every corner. Yeah. They're found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw that at the beginning of episode three, too, with Anakin and Obi-Wan on the ship trying to rescue Palpatine. Yeah. So I like that. That's really cool. It's just fun adventure um, style uh, storytelling. Yeah. So, But uh, they get trapped, and they decide to just eject all the canisters. Because there's a fail safe that built into them. So what happens is they need to get off, right, with their spoils. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the clones on the ship, the bad ones, they realize that they got to get off somehow. So they eject all the escape pods. Yeah. Um, so then Omega, who's been learning about ships, is like, hey, we can actually just get off on these shipping containers because they have thrusters for re-entry but we have to do it before it leaves the atmosphere so that's the time crunch there um and they do it yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it adds uh, like uh, some urgency to the episode. Yeah. You know, heroes have got to hurry and get off. The Imperials need to stall them so they can, so they can't do that. So ends up being a good, good time crunch there, but they, they're successful. They eject all the canisters and land or crash land, I guess. But of course it can't just be simple. Like, Oh, we made it. Let's flee into the forest and be safe. (laughs) It crashes and it comes into the edge of a cliff and it's teetering there on the cliff and then it falls and then stops halfway down and. Oh, during that, uh, this big old container falls on, on tech. Tech's leg and fractures his femur. Mm-hmm. So he's disabled, but they're able to get out of the canister and they find someone to help them and they go to the, his house and he harbors them for a little bit. And while they're talking, Omega's like, oh, we got to get the spoils. We got to get this war chest. It's the only way that we can be free. And I guess there was a conversation on the ship uh, before they landed between Tech and Hunter about how they need to get it. It's, you know, they're in this predicament because of Omega and they need this support so they can, you know, continue moving on with their lives. And Omega takes it as an insult to her, like this is her fault. Uh-huh. While the clone troopers are like, well, we willingly did this because of Omega because she's our sister and we want her to, to live and all that stuff. So, they're like, yeah, this is just how it is, and we're totally willing for that to be the case. Uh-huh. But she takes it as a, like, oh, it's all my fault. So. Yep. And something that Echo keeps repeating is, it's not worth it. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. Like, we just got to stay alive. Yeah. She's like, no, we need it because we need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she sneaks off after from that guy's house and goes down there and starts to get the stuff, and then. Uh, all the treasure echo shows up and helps her. She goes down there too, but then clone troopers show up and they, there's a back and forth between the clone troopers trying to kill them and they're trying to escape. And then tech shows up wounded and he fights. There's only three troopers, but he is able to fend them off and help them. And they eventually get out of the container before it falls, mm-hmm. but they have to leave the treasure behind yeah. the spoils behind and there's a key moment in here with uh, Echo and Omega, very again Indiana Jones esque from uh, Last Crusade when uh, Henry Jones Jr. and huh. his dad Indiana Jones and his dad are uh, he's reaching for the cup that the Holy Grail is going to fall into the crevice and he's trying to reach for it and his dad's like no forget about it you know mm-hmm. staying alive is more important so it's like almost beat for beat the same yeah. scenario. And it was a good callback. It wasn't too obvious, but it was very like, hey, remember this from Indiana Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it uh, and kind of plays out the same where she eventually realizes, hey, money isn't as important as friends and living, yeah. living a life. life. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about that as far as like, uh, you've seen Last Crusade, but you know, for you as a, it's a 20 year old, 30 year old movie. So it's an old movie, but did you recognize it or kind of be like, yeah, that's, that's important. Yeah. Um, well first I was like, wow, how cliche. And then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad batch often reminds me of stuff like that. They're part made by the same people. Obviously George Lucas doesn't help with bad batch, but it's part of star Wars. Um, but Dave Filoni, um, being a, a big influencer, of Star Wars and being a pupil of George Lucas, um, he likes to do callbacks 
insert things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure that's that was part of it. But uh, often I, I think about Indiana Jones when I'm watching The Bad Batch because it is kind of the same. They go on these adventures. They're not typical adventures that you see in the Clone Wars where it's war. Um, it's these kind of little odd jobs. Get these, get this thing, get this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, fight this person. Um, lots of just retrieval missions, and that's kind of what Indiana Jones is. He's got to go find an artifact and mm-hmm. uh, get back in one piece. Yeah, and it's the same. Very, very similar. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Uh, I thought they executed it well, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, they're able to, the rest of the Hunter and Wrecker end up getting to their um, their ship. What's it called? The Marauder. The Marauder. And then they come and rescue um, the rest of the group and they leave. But um, So that's kind of the gist of the story. Two, two episode arc. I thought it was a, I was worried that we would spend more time with these crab creatures in the beginning on that island. <laughs> and that too. would be like basically the first episode. And I don't know, I didn't know where was going and that's that's good i i mean you don't want to know everything before you see it Mm -hmm. so i was pleasantly surprised on how this episode played out i thought it was a good introduction to the crew and hey this is bad batch remember these guys uh this is the the story back to it but nothing big we don't learn anything new as far as like backstory of the characters it just kind of reaffirms reestablishes. hey this is where we left off Things are still the same. They're a little bit older, but still the same Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Same Clone Force 99. Yeah. It's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Um, it had a lot of cool details in it. Yeah. Um, but it focused on their main adventure. Mm-hmm. Instead of going back and forth with like the Empire or something they're doing. and Yeah. And then with the Bad Batch. And I like that, but I mean, we've been waiting a long time for this. I'm glad they didn't do yeah. it in the first two episodes that we got to see. Yeah, it's a very linear story. Uh-huh. Focus just on them and their adventure, not what's going behind the scenes with the the empire. Yeah. yeah, but now that we've done that, I am really excited for the next episode. Um, hopefully, to see Crosshair. Um, yeah, he'll be back uh-huh. soon. So I I hope that's in the next episode. And in the teaser, we got to see Commander Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that comes up soon. Maybe in that next episode. I think it's a good opportunity since they capped off this arc they didn't make it a three episode arc like they do a lot yeah. in star wars um and um they set they set a lot of stuff up at the end i feel like um they kind of yeah let's talk about that ending yeah the ending was awesome um they have um what what was the commander's name rampart yeah so they have rampart and then the wilco com- wilco um rampart and wilco at the end, and Rampart asks Wilco, um, there was a discrepancy, like you said, it was Clone Force 99, and he's like, yep, yeah, we had eyewitnesses, we got it confirmed, it was them, we saw two of them, yeah. it was them, for sure, 100%, and Rampart's like, I don't know, they died on Topoka City. Yeah, that's in my report that uh-huh. they were killed. And I can't let that be on my report. <laughs> yeah. It can't tarnish it, yeah. um, so you got to change it. And um, Wilco was like, at first he was like, okay. But then, you know, he kind of goes into robot mode and said, no, I will not. Good soldiers follow orders. Pretty much, <laughs> Yeah, that same exact tone. He's like, I will not falsify my report. Um, and Rampart's like, all right, I get it. 
and then he shoots him mm-hmm. and he falls off the edge and he's never going to be seen again yeah <laughs> um, and i liked that because it it reaffirms the inhibitor chip instead of just the order 66 thing now they're completely loyal to the empire and it explains why they're going after the bad batch with no heart they're not thinking oh that's their brother um and same with in the the end of the clone wars when you know jesse and all his other clones they want to kill rex um they're not thinking oh that's my brother they're like we have to follow orders good soldiers follow orders and it's it expands on the order 66 it makes it less of just kill the jedi but it's like we're completely loyal to the empire and they they go into that a little bit in the clone wars with um the arc with fives and rex when fives finds his inhibitor chip is um, someone's talking to Lama Su, I think, and he's like, it makes them completely loyal to whoever's commanding them. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in, who's commanding them? Is it still Palpatine or is it Tarkin? It's, it's Tarkin. Well, it's technically Rampart, I think. No, well, Rampart is doing the not clones. Yeah. So I guess it would be Palpatine then. Palpatine and then Tarkin yeah. and Vader. Yeah, it's probably Tarkin. Um, well, it's it's Palpatine ultimately, but by extension, Tarkin. Right? Yeah, because Rampart does bring up. I think he was okay with it till he brings up Tarkin because he's like, "Well, I can't let this get back to Tarkin because then it looks bad, and I got a good look good in front of him." And that's when he kind of was like, "Hmm, yeah. Well, I can't disobey Tarkin. Yeah, because he's the one of the head guys. Yeah, so. and I think it's just Tarkin is." Um, the only direct superior he has is Palpatine. Like even Vader and him are pretty much equals. Yeah, just um, different. Yeah, Vader yeah. being really his own thing, mm-hmm. um, not really part of the military. Yeah, but also Tarkin is the one pushing for conscripted soldiers based on Rampart's studies or whatever he did. Yeah, but I think for now, I mean, it's still that's what he has. Yeah, he's working. With the clones, because that's what he has. Yeah. But I think more so it's just that those are the clones' superiors. So yeah, yeah. they that's recognize them as their superiors. They're going to follow their orders. Unless it's, like, contradicting. Um, you know, Commander Wilco is like, this is the rules. This is part of our, our code. We have to be completely honest. We put everything in the report. You telling me not to is disobeying my superior and the things that I know. Um, so he's like, I won't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was wondering, because right before he gets shot, Wilco goes for the gun. And so I was wondering, like, is he is he going to put up a fight, first of all? And would he kill him if he got the upper hand? I think he would have just called Rampart a traitor. Because at that point, he basically is. He's yeah. yeah, he's doing his own thing. He's, you know, his duty is to uphold the law at that point and the law is to put everything in the report yeah yeah very interesting i think we see the upper uh commanders have their own agendas yeah the politics of it all yeah yeah so that was cool so i had a lot of action and swashbuckling adventures and we got some political intrigue some uh you know just things like that so um i did notice when Hunter and Wrecker are running from Rampart and the clones, 
trying to hide from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rampart, or no, Wilco, sorry, he was looking at the clones who had been stunned. Yeah. And he was like noticing that, hey, they're, they're not trying to kill us. So I was wondering if there's going to be some like realization, like, hey, maybe what's going on here? Like some questioning, but we didn't see it. But. Yeah. I'm sure we would have seen that if he didn't die. Yeah. But we saw it earlier in, in season one um, mm-hmm. with, I forget his name too, but that other commander with the blue armor and the nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, he basically changes his mind. Yeah. He walks out and says, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to kill these guys. So maybe we'll see more of that this season. And I imagine that's going to be Cody's role in this. Yeah, let's talk about Cody. We haven't seen him in these two episodes, but we saw him in the trailer, like you said. Uh-huh. What are your predictions or hopes for him in this series? I imagine he knows what happened to Captain Rex. Yeah. Um, you know, Captain Rex took out his inhibitor chip, and he's a traitor now. He's on the run. He's still alive, of course. Um, but I don't think it's a secret to him. Um, but I wonder if they're keeping the inhibitor chip thing, like on the hush, or saying, oh, it's propaganda yeah um you see him in this new armor uh the new paint uh it's all gray it's the same design but it's all gray um but there's a scene with him and a commander on coruscant but it seems like he's a little bit unsure about what the empire is doing the Um, cody or the other officer cody okay um so i wonder if it's gonna be like oh my friend rex he's yeah he's not here anymore why yeah and I think if anybody were, were to switch, it would be Cody because of Rex. Because Cody knows Rex well more than anybody. Yeah, I mean, Anakin and Obi-Wan, they went on all these missions together. So Rex and Cody. It was those four, right? Uh-huh. They they know each other the best. And I think Cody would start to question. He'd be like, well, Rex wouldn't do this if there wasn't a good reason. Yeah. So what's the reason? Uh-huh. Especially after, you know, trying to kill Obi-Wan, where he, I'm sure he thinks he did. Yeah. Um, I yeah. imagine it's probably a, not known to him that he didn't kill Obi-Wan. Um, so he, I'm sure later on he's going to feel a little bad about that once yeah. he realizes. Yeah, because I think we saw it with Rex and Ahsoka. Like Rex is like, I, I can't do this to, to her. I know she's a good person. Mm-hmm. And so I think all these clone commanders who were tight with the Jedi, like basically their right-hand man, I think they're going to have a hard time moving forward. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, the order is do this, so I did it. But then they, and it was kind of, a, as we saw in Revenge of the Sith, it was like boom, 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 right? Palpatine says, execute order 66. They're like, okay, we do it. They're dead. Now it's over. But as time goes on, these few months, this year or two goes on, they're going to be like, why did we do that? Yeah. Because they're going to start to see the the evilness of the Empire and their their conscience isn't going to let them. That's going to be a, a, a disconnect for them. Especially being phased out of the Empire. Yeah, when they start to get threatened to move out, be mm-hmm. moved out, yeah. I mean, in Kenobi we see, and they don't all just die off. Right. Because in Kenobi we see... The one, clone, the homeless clone trooper. Five off first guy. Yeah. Um, so some of them are getting kicked out, and I imagine that's most of them. Yeah. Or terminated by yeah, the they're, Empire. They're just going to get older. Mm-hmm. And when you get older, you can't perform as well. Yeah. So. Um, I imagine there's going to be a lot of killing of the clones, just phasing them out. But yeah. I don't think that'll happen until, if it happens at all in the show, till the very end. Till the end, yeah. I agree. 
Plus in Rebels we saw we saw Rex and Gregor and Wolf. Wasn't yep. it? Those those three, they were and they were close with their Jedi commanders, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kinda in the same boat as Rex now. So how did that happen? Yeah. Well, <laughs> two of them I'm sh- the other two only knew about the inhibitor chip because of Rex. Um so it makes me wonder at what point did Rex find yeah. them and talk to them? Because yeah. Fives only told Rex about the inhibitor chip. And I think the only reason they know about the inhibitor chip is because, well, Ahsoka only knew because Rex told him or told her. She was like, I don't know, this is kind of weird. Um, but at some point he has to talk to them and they're still loyal to the Empire. So I wonder how that's going to play out. And I imagine it's going to be something similar with Commander Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens to Cody by Rebels, right? Does he... Is he still alive? He's just doing his own thing or does he not make it? Something makes me feel like he's going to do something against the Empire and he gets killed. Something heroic. That's my prediction. As he makes a last stand, he's like, look, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been I've been completely loyal to the Republic. I've been completely loyal to the Empire. But this is not what the Republic was. This is not what I was bred for. This is not my purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something now and then... I hope that's how it goes out because I I think especially after the Clone Wars, Commander Cody's super cool. Mm-hmm. He's a cool character, um, and I want that to be <laughs> his fate instead of you know something more along the lines of Crosshair. Where he's like, I got my inhibitor chip taken out, but I like these guys mm-hmm. more yeah. than you guys. That's a good point. Maybe he's the one that takes down Crosshair. Maybe. Oh, also, we were talking about. I got the feeling that someone's gonna die this season. Yeah, on the Bad Batch, whether the Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, or Tech. Uh, it won't be Omega. They can't do that. <laughs> yeah. First of all, they're not gonna kill a kid. Uh huh. Second of all, is too. She's like the main character, basically. Yeah, she's the Grogu. Yeah, yeah. So, and you speculate it's probably Wrecker, or I think, I think it can't. I think they won't do Hunter. Right. He's the leader of the group. If they do, it'll be a shock to everyone. And honestly, that would be cool of them. But I don't think they will do it. Um, but they're not. Yeah, they're not George R. R. Martin. Here. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Winter is not coming. Yeah. In this show. So I I don't think it'll be Hunter. I think Tech would be too easy. Um, because we don't really care about him. He's funny. He does things. But eh. I think he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's like number four on the list. Yeah. Um, and it won't be Echo because you had a whole storyline about Echo. You killed him already. Yeah. <laughs> um, you brought him back. He's the newest member, uh, not counting Omega. Uh-huh. Um, you, you can't do all that work and kill him off again. Yeah. Um, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Plus, he's just a, he's a normie, right? Yeah, he is. He has... He's a cybernetic stuff, but he's mm-hmm. a regular clone. Yeah, he was an ARC trooper especially, too. So, yeah. um, the only reason he died was because he saved... You know, he tried to get on the ship and save people, mm-hmm. and he blew up. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't die, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think he's going to get killed or die. Um, I think he's too smart, especially at this point for that. He's seen some things. He's done some things. Um, he's an emotional favorite yeah because he was in the beginning season one of the Clone Wars we got to know him 
Yeah, we saw him from the beginning. Yeah. He's got to be the thread through the whole thing, right? Uh-huh. Even if he just, he makes it to the end and he just retires and goes and lives on a planet with his girlfriend like uh, What's-His-Name did. Yeah. Um, the one clone that had kids with the French chick. Yeah. Uh, if that's what we get, fine. Because I think someone needs to be, make it to the end and be happy. Yeah, they all have to die or yeah. they all live. So you're thinking Wrecker. I, that, yeah, it leaves Wrecker. Um, tech is maybe. I think... Tech wouldn't have a big enough emotional impact as Wrecker would, though. Exactly. We all love Wrecker. Wrecker's goofy. Yeah. Um, he's the biggest, though. And I think he has a soft spot for Omega. Yeah. Um, so That'd be I, a complete character moment for Omega. Mm-hmm. And I think Omega is going to get in trouble and Wrecker's going to, you know, fulfill his role. Yeah. Um, he's going to be the dad, the brother, the big brother, and dies heroic death. That's mm-hmm. my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking it's this season, but if not, at some point, like maybe at the end of the series or at some point, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we already lost Crosshair. So, yeah. Um, and he's going to be the villain. Do you think he'll be redeemed at the end or at some point throughout I, the series? I feel like that's what they want us to think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that we will. Maybe it's like a Vader thing. You know, he's bad. He was good, and then he was bad, and then at the last moment, he does something good. Yeah, deathbed confession type yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have a hard time, based on what's happened so far, with him being redeemed. I'd be like, eh, I don't agree with that, because that's not his character right now. Yeah. So maybe after three, four seasons, stuff changes, and he, we, I can buy it then, but certainly I, not now. I think he has to be a, a big villain for a while. Um, he can't redeem himself at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, I think, so I think someone has to die this season and that's the climax of this season. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I thought it was a good start for this season too. Mm -hmm. Um, got to see some good action reintroduction of the characters. Um, any final thoughts on this, these two episodes? No, I'm just, I'm excited for the next episode yeah um when we were hearing all the new series coming out you know we heard andor and we had bad batch and tales of the jedi was it talked about a little bit later um i loved andor but i wasn't as excited for it as i was for bad batch this was definitely the one i was most excited for season two i was hyped when the when we saw the trailer and the little bit um and i wasn't disappointed yeah yeah that's a good point yeah andor's good it's just it's kind of a local like a centralized storyline around him mm-hmm. casting andor obviously i loved it i just was not hyped for it before it came out yeah while bad batch is galaxy characters we know and love for the past 30 years it's the star wars that we know yeah yeah it's the most star warsy of this series Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i agree so i think it's off to a good start too i'm looking forward to this next episode we'll see how it goes every wednesday they come out yeah disney plus so we want to thank you guys for joining us here on the credible nerds podcast as we talk about bad batch season two episode one and two i definitely subscribe to our channel like this video comment on the video what do you think about the bad batch season two you liking it or is it uh, not meeting your expectations? Are you crazy? But yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. (laughs) 
So thanks guys for joining us here and we will catch you next time and may the force be with you. Good soldiers follow orders. That's right. Click, like, subscribe.